0: So this is all I hear whenever I hear the name Kyle. I'm going to assume that we don't play that tonight so that we don't get sued. Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast, our review of round 22 and preview of round 23. This episode is brought to you by the Society of Clean Sheet Preservationists, working to restore the faith and defenses all across MLS. Uh, no, no, uh, actually, uh, this episode is brought to you by MLSFantasyBoss.com and the amazing subreddit community of r slash MLS. I'm your host Reed Connolly, and tonight I'm joined by my usual co-hosts Michael Denton and Jason Wiskovich, back from his little baseball vacation, and uh, I'm also joined by our very special guest XG Master Ch- K- Kyle McEloney from MLS Fantasy Boss. How are you guys doing
3: tonight?
1: New York is blue.
0: <laughs> Hello, friends.
3: <laughs> Seattle's turning it around, so all's good in my world. Hey, there we go.
0: <laughs> There we go. Well, thank you, everyone, for uh, coming out tonight. Uh, I'm not really looking forward to talking about round 22 because I had a horrible round because nothing turned out like I hoped it would, and I went up against my, my new rule, and it just came around and bit me, but I'll get to that in a second. Let's just start with how you guys did because I'm sure it's better than me.
1: Mike. I, I didn't look at your score, but I'm I'm probably challenging you there. I had 60 points. Um, my midfield did pretty well, but uh, defense was bad. Nikolic and Altidore didn't do anything for me, and then I whiffed on Piotti, Via, and Dempsey. So plenty of red um, in my box, but you know what? I, I had to make sure that New York was blue, so I took the red here instead of having it all for New York. So... <laughs> Like That's that. why I didn't pick up David via. So hey, it's okay. It's okay. You're welcome. But
0: well, we we double jinxed that. That's what we did. We double jinxed that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you and I work together for for the good of New York City because I know you're a big New York City <laughs> fan, Reed, so I do appreciate it. Hey, I mean, yeah, look, you yeah. hate Reed, You hate the Red Bulls this week too, right?
0: Well, they they didn't do me any favors this week.
1: Well, That's but I'm fair. I'm talking about this week coming up.
0: I mean this week coming up?
1: I don't know. Well, no, no they're they're coming up in 2 weeks.
0: I got I got I got 2 weeks before I hate the Red Bulls. Okay.
2: Yeah, so I had uh, 67 points uh, round rank 10949. Um I all red except for a couple head to head leagues. Um yeah, I, I fell about 3 spots which wasn't too bad, but um Yeah, like I mentioned before, I took out Via for Giavinko. I dropped Silva for Kapelhoff. And, I mean, that was easily uh, a 30-plus, I think, 32-point swing right there, which would have, you know, put me easily in, uh, you know, the top 1,000. But it is what it is. Uh, Just got to learn to go with my gut and not have Calvin sway me from all these great options in this in the show league. Yeah, I said it, and um, my squad value is uh
3: 111.3, so not too bad. Kyle, so it sounds like I did fairly okay this week. I ended up on uh, 80 points. My yeah. my big flaw was not captaining via, um, and then Nikolic and Giovinco contributing basically nothing, um, but it still <laughs> allowed me to hold steady at about round rank 100. Uh, unfortunately, I've been I've been falling in recent weeks, so. Holding steady hope, and turn it around uh, and get better this week.
0: Yeah, no, you uh, definitely have taken the cake, and, uh, Mike, I just barely beat you. I got 62 points this round. My highest-scoring player was Javinko, and he was my captain with eight points. Uh, Like you, Mike, my midfield was decent. Uh, uh, Zamali, Morales, Valeri, Rusnak, Schweinsteiger, I mean, they had – Five to seven points, which is pretty decent for for a midfielder, not not going off and scoring, um, but everything else just was not falling into place. Most of my forwards, Gio and Nico, the, the let's just face it, the DC game did not know, go. I think as anyone had hoped, not even DC. When the two goals scored are both DC players, including an own goal, so I mean that's <laughs> that's just rough times. Um, yeah, so I, I fell about fifty point fifty ranks overall. Which is I, I think an indication that a lot of people struggled with this round the average points was 60 I was just above that uh, highest points is 124 so this was a rough round for many people who did not have Davidea including myself and I should have just used my rule of of no more geo no more geo that was my mantra and I was just like DC hmm, Maybe <laughs> yeah, nope. It was it was just not meant to be so uh, I'm pretty pretty angry at myself for going up against that. My value is uh, 112.5. I've been kind of struggling to crack that 113 mark so far uh, with these last couple of mediocre rounds that I've had. Mostly red arrows. I did have a couple of greens in the head-to-head that I'm pretty pleased about, but overall, a meh round for me. Uh, so congrats to all of you guys who had awesome rounds. And um, Oh, yeah, I had Silva on my bench with 11 points, so <laughs> suck suck uh moving into our recap i already talked about dc and toronto i don't know if you guys want to throw anything else in there but yeah that that did not go <laughs> as i i had thought um i'd really hoped that that toronto would do something and dc would continue to struggle but no no home form it, it comes back every now and then uh, we have to say welcome back piotti as well he, he had some a little bit of time. The last couple of games comes in now, gets a goal. Zamali gets an assist, so lots of good things happened in Montreal. Even with Laren getting the goal, not enough for Orlando to come back. Dwyer not not helping out so much just yet down there. Uh, Kyle, Seattle, 4-0, keeps that kind of streak alive the last couple of rounds of these 4-0 games that we've had just demolished Minnesota. Um that, that home form didn't really hold out much for them, so I, I think they're glad they're going to be on a bye this round. Uh, curses to New England. I looked at my my phone for this Chicago-New England game, and I saw it 4-1. I was like, oh, Nikolic, Yeah, he's he's got to have something. No. No. Duty gets three assists. Nico gets two points, and then Kai Kamara comes in there and ruins my clean sheet. So, blast! <laughs> blast! But that's the Colorado, or the sorry, that's the Chicago form that we expect at home, so they're They're still proving that that is a team to bet on at home when you get the right people. Uh, Jason, congrats to your RSL guys. They had one of the rare clean sheets of the round against one of the poorest away offenses, though, so I'm I'm not going to give too much, but it's the game you should have gotten the clean clean sheet on, so congrats, congrats. Thanks. I'm pretty sure PetKey and the printer are happy. (laughs) Yeah, they really are. They really are. (laughs) Uh, I th- we thought there'd be a lot of goals in Portland. Three-one. Uh, I was hoping for one more to help another prediction in the the show league game. Tell me, but yeah, three-one in LA. We just knew that was going to happen. I saw a couple of those goals. And they were pretty impressive. Pretty impressive, but um, would have liked it if Alessandrini had kind of done a little bit more. I think several of us of us would have. And finally, I'm going to mention this last game. To let you guys do your recap. Uh, the Derby. You were right, Mike. New York is blue right now. Uh, this is, I think, the highest scoring of the New York New York derbies we've had this year. Is that right?
1: Yeah, of this year. Of this year. Um, oh, this year. This no, year no, of this had. year. Yeah, we, we I mean, there, I don't think any of the other years really matter, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, this was the, a, a fun game. Um, this is what you have kind of hoped for in a derby. Um, Bradley Wright Phillips loves to score against New York City. He really hates us. He loves it on our fans, and he did it twice, but – Dodd-Via ended up uh, winning the day with the first-ever MLS hat-trick. So it was a lot of fun to watch, even though as I watch my fantasy team sink, um, I can't, can't be too mad.
0: So that was just some of the interesting things I took from this round. What do you guys want to add or revisit anything that I just touched on?
1: Uh, we didn't mention uh, Philly laying three on Dallas. Um, sure. th- that Their defense is having some real trouble. You kind of expected with the open – excuse me, the Gold Cup – over for them to come back and get back to that strong defensive form that they had in the beginning of the year. Because, I mean, they, they've been one of the strongest defenses all year, and now it, it just hasn't come together for them. And they, they've been wiped off the fields two weeks in a row. Um, I mean, they do have a very winnable match uh, this week, so it but it's a lot less of an easy pick now thanks to the, the past two weeks.
3: I guess one of my takeaways for this week is in the last couple of weeks is FC Dallas is really – falling off a cliff recently. I don't know what's going wrong. If just that uh, all of their guys are now back and they haven't really played together. But offensively and defensively, they just can't put it together as of late.
0: And that's a good point, too. I mean, in Philly, everything goes through Sapong. So they, they've got some good players. They've got, they've got some some skeleton there. But if you're looking for that fantasy takeaway, it's Sapong that's still getting everything done in Philly. So I think the overall, for me, fantasy takeaway was a lot of the key players scored here. Yes, Nico didn't score. Yes, Gio didn't do a whole lot there, but a lot of the guys that week into week out that you rely upon were back. They didn't have these call-ups to interfere with them and they produced like like we hope that they would. Um, I mean even Adi got something, got an assist down there in in LA. So this is the kind of week that in one sense is expected and in another sense is is not expected cuz I guess we've just been so confused by these double games in the past and that's coming up again we're on a bye week this round um but yeah it was it was a frustrating week overall i think and uh i hope you all did better than several of us did so moving I on you, oh ahead.
1: i just i want to mention one thing first chris Wondolowski got a goal it's been a while i, I know our friend tyler kelly has been very uh, upset and waiting for that goal it finally happened tommy thompson seems like he's doing pretty well in, in San Jose's more offensive style, so that might be something to, to keep a, a watch on because he's he's a pretty good value if he keeps this up.
0: So moving on to our housekeeping section, uh, as we mentioned already, this is a buy round. Atlanta and Minnesota are both teams that are on a buy. Shouldn't impact, I think, many players unless you're looking for a switcheroo <laughs> option. Uh, there is also the U.S. Open Cup. So Sporting Kansas City and San Jose play a game on Wednesday, August 9th, And uh, that's that's the final four of the Open Cup round, so keep an eye on that one. FC Cincinnati and New York Red Bulls play on Wednesday, August 15th. So that's next round, right before our Wednesday game. Go ahead and mention that, because that's going to be two games for New York in four days. So it's going to be a tight turnaround if that's going to influence any of your New York picks going forward. But that does help me, yes, point out to Mike, uh, I will be hating New York on uh, August 15th. And it's in Cincinnati, and I'm so bummed I can't I can't make it up there. I think it's Yeah, I, I can't make that. And my best friend's going. I'm sure I'll be getting lots of pictures, so um, I'm, I'm rooting right there with you, Mike. Yeah. Uh, Patreon. Several Patreon updates tonight that I'm really excited to mention. First, I have an update on our scarf project. Uh, I have sent our logo to... The company I'm hoping to use for our scarves I'm not going to mention it yet in case everything falls through uh, but I've sent the logo in and I'm just waiting to get some proofs back for the artwork uh, we're moving right along and hoping to get that printed we're going to have a run of at least 35 scarves, I believe with our first first run uh, several of those will go to some of the participants in our leagues and our donors and then after that we might look at that some sales or make them other donor level prizes but we will have some scarves and I hope people are going to get excited about that because I'm getting excited about that. Uh, second, and probably more exciting, I guess, maybe, uh, we are going to have a special little something for our, our listeners and our supporters uh, ne- the next two weeks. We're going to have special early live broadcasts of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast, where you will be able to join us ahead of time chat for mm, 45 minutes maybe maybe an hour depending on how much prep time we need to get ready for the show but you can just come in come and go as you want chat with us ask questions anything right before we start doing our show and it's just our way of saying thank you to uh, you for the support that you do give to us so speaking of that support oh i guess and i'll send out emails about that so everyone knows i'll send out the special link because uh, I can't broadcast it, can't post it on Twitter, because it's special. It's just for you. So speaking of those donors, if you don't know what Patreon is, you must be listening to the show for the first time, and thank you for that. Uh, Patreon is a way for our listeners to be able to help support us through donations to help cover the costs of producing this show, the hosting fees that we have, the fees that we get for trying to get prizes like the scarves and and the hosting fees that we have for the website, just to keep everything going. It does have some expense. And uh, we are so just blessed and so happy that people like it enough to want to help us out, offset some of those costs. So if you're interested in doing that, we have several tiers, and you get little rewards for donating to us. Stickers, glasses, scarves on the way, and little bonuses like the special Patreon head-to-head league that we have, and the, the uh, podcast, the special listeners-only podcast pre-podcast episode that we're hoping to start doing more regularly if, if this works out. So those are some things that we try to do to give back to you, is say thank you. And of course, I do have to say thank you all the time. Jason loves you. Mike Mike loves you, but not as much. And if you are interested in donating, you can find that at patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash m-l-s-f-i. And with that, Mike, I think it's time for the injury report.
1: All right. Well, there's not as many injuries as there are discipline stuff. Uh, Alex for Houston got a red card. He'll be suspended. Uh, Maxi Morales for New York City. He has yellow card accumulation, so he'll miss the match against the LA Galaxy. Uh, Sal Zizo also picked up a red card, so he'll be out for uh, the Red Bulls match uh, this weekend. Uh, The Red Bulls are also probably going to be missing Warrior. It looks like a real bad injury, although the preliminary indications are that it may not be as serious as people thought. I think the X-rays came back uh, okay, but we haven't gotten a timetable. I I would be shocked if he played um, this game. I think he's probably out a few weeks. It's looked pretty bad. Uh, Fernando Adi. Uh, Early sub for what sounded like a hamstring injury. Usually, if you have a hamstring, you're out one to two weeks. Uh, Alessandrini uh, kept up the LA Galaxy way into the Siggy Schmidt uh, era with an undisclosed injury. He has, quote, left knee irritation. I have no idea what the status is, and if you're banking on LA injury reporting, you you must be new at this. Uh, Lloyd Sam for DC also picked up a red card. He'll be suspended for the next week's match. Uh, Van Dam for LA, he is still suspended. He's now serving the, uh, I don't know if it's the yellow card or the red card part from two weeks ago, but he'll be out against New York city. Uh, Cameron Porter for sporting Kansas city. He was kind of a depth guy, but if you were hoping he's going to replace Dom Dwyer, he's not, he's going to be out for the rest of the season. Tough break for the kid. Ian Harks for DC United. He is out for three to four weeks. Uh, Zach McMath uh, for the Colorado Rapids is out four to six weeks with a meniscus tear. And then Anibal Godoy for the San Jose Earthquakes is out two to three weeks with a left knee issue. So those are all the injuries that I have, unless y'all saw something that I didn't.
0: I don't uh, have an injury, but some news that I just saw flipping through Twitter before we started, and maybe Kyle talked talk more about this, is uh, Lamar Nagel is going back to Seattle.
3: Yeah, it sounded like he uh, really wanted to come back home and wasn't getting a lot of playing time in D.C., so I think it'll be a, a pretty good move for the Sounders just in terms of right now we're, we're kind of shoehorning guys into the wing right now with, with Morris playing out there and uh, Lodero doing whatever, cutting it off the wing, doing whatever he feels like. Um, so I think it would be a good solid uh, depth piece for us.
0: So, so not an injury report, but uh, more of a transfer update, I guess we could say.
1: And we should probably mention this week is the transfer window. I think it closes Thursday. So, you know, there might be a, a whole bunch of players coming in and out. So just kind of be aware, and it, we'll probably talk about that next week.
0: Okay, moving on to our round 23 preview. Thank you so much, Mike, for that injury report. Great, as always. This preview is going to be uh, game by game, since it's not uh, a very big game week. And we're going to start out with you, Kyle, trial by fire. Seattle versus Sporting Kansas City. What's your score prediction, fantasy highlights, player picks? Who do you like?
3: So uh, I think this is going to be a really great game. So uh, SKC haven't lost in their last, last eight and Seattle haven't lost in their last seven games, so it's going to be a real, a real battle. I think I have it going two-one uh, to Seattle, simply because uh, Seattle's home offense is really rounding into form. And uh, even though SKC is, you know, they traded Dwyer and they've reshuffled that front line, it's looked okay so far. I don't think they're going to have enough to really deal with a nearly full-strength Seattle team on the XG numbers as the at SKC being the second-worst offense this week, that's making Seattle the second-best defense. At uh, Joven Jones on the back line, who absolutely crushed it this weekend.
0: I think the thing that's impressed me most about uh, Seattle is that in the past four weeks that they've been playing, they've had a, a four-point game, a three-point game, a 0-0 zero, zero draw, then a four-point game. So when you talk about that that offense, yeah, that's really starting to fire. And, and Dempsey, Brew, and Morris are seeing – I'm in time again, and I, I'm not really surprised that Bruin has gotten that spot because I think we've mentioned it multiple times, heard people talk about maybe other podcasts, but Seattle seems to be doing better with Bruin.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it's just a lot of the same way that they played in the playoffs last year with Nelson Valdez. Just you've got so many creative players running around behind. You need a guy to knock the ball down, hold it up, and let the rest of the team engage, particularly with how much Seattle likes to play possession this year.
0: Yeah, he's been a great little differential pick several times, and each time I have tipped him, I have not picked him, and he's done great. So go Bruin, go Bruin. Mike, Toronto versus Portland.
1: Well, I think we've talked uh, enough time about how Portland's had you know problems in the back. I know Ridgewell came back this week, but uh, you look at their defender lines, and I see, not counting Ridgewell, one, two, three, four, five people out. Um, going across the country to TFC, who's been, you know, one of the best teams in the league, if not the best, uh, currently leading the shield, um, is a recipe for disaster. And that's before Audi, who's probably out. Um, so I'm not expecting much for, for the Portland side. Certainly. I, I don't think at this point, I think everyone knows well enough to stay away from Portland defenders because their only value is going forward, you know, like Powell scoring the goals. Uh, Valeri away from home this year has has not been worth the pickup. So, you know, really you're looking at Toronto. Uh, I know you have read a no Giovinco rule, but if you wanted to break it, I I think this would be a week to do it. You know, I've been pro Giovinco. Um, I mean, he has been doing better than he had in the start of the year, um, even though he only scored four points this week. Uh, I don't think that Portland can keep the kind of bunker that D.C. and and Colorado had before. So I I think this is going to be a good week for him. So I think you're good with him or Vasquez or Altidore, you know, kind of the typical choices. I think Toronto going forward is is a good bet. And with Adi being out, um, uh, I think you could also look in the back. You probably know the names by now, you know, Bono or Bono, um, Zavaleta, uh, I think are great picks. Uh, Moro, if you have the money to to be a little bit more aggressive, you know, someone who can kind of get forward. But um, yeah, I think Toronto is a really good pick. I think you can kind of pick up and down the line. I think offensive defense, I think they have a decent shot at a clean sheet and to put up some points. I think this is probably 2 nothing Toronto, uh, maybe even more.
0: Jason, DC versus your Real Salt Lake. Yeah, so uh, DC have
2: lost the last five out of six games and have been outscored 18 to seven, with RSL having two wins, one loss, and three draws. Um, but the caveat to that is RSL have won their last two road games. Granted, it was against an LA and Portland team that were pretty much decimated, but three points is three points. I think that this game ends in a 1-1 draw, maybe a 2-1 win for RSL. Um, But truthfully, nobody stands out to me in this game just because most of RSL players um, aren't very good on the road and uh, DC isn't very good, period. Uh, So I would personally steer clear from this game and invest your uh, players into other more favorable matches.
1: Okay, Mike,
2: back to
0: you for Chicago- or uh, Columbus versus Chicago.
1: Well, this is the second time these teams have played earlier in the year um, in Chicago. I think it was one of the first games they had with Bastion Schweinsteiger. It was a 1-0 victory for Chicago. However, uh, the Fire have been much different team on the road. Um, th- this has the makings of a 1-1 derodomy. Uh, we don't know the status of uh, Pippa Higuain, uh, who, who mentioned this week that uh, he might be on his way out of Columbus after the end of the year. So there, there doesn't seem like the best of situations going on there. I, I think there are probably better options. Um, but if if you wanted to look at this game, um, I, I don't love anyone Chicago at home, but if you – excuse me, on the road, I, I would tend more towards defense uh, because of Columbus's struggles. Um, probably your best player from either side is Justin Mirum. Um Still a pretty cheap option. To, uh, he managed eight points even in the loss at, at San Jose. Um, But I I think this is 1-1. I I don't think this is great fantasy potential on on either side.
0: Kyle, New York versus Orlando.
3: All right, well, this is uh, basically a battle of the team who is hot, who is the Red Bulls, save last week. Thanks, Mike. And the teams who are not, which would be Orlando. Um, So I have New York as the uh, second-best offense this week on affected goals. And therefore, Orlando being second, second worst defense on electric, go- on expected um, goals. So I have this as a 2 0 win for the Red Bulls. Um, and on the individual player note, uh, Dwyer really hasn't done much of anything since being traded. So I would continue to avoid him, particularly as Orlando starts to incorporate new players. So both of these teams have some new signings this week. Um, for Orlando, it's Yoshimar Yotun or uh, we're going to call him Yoshi. Um, I've heard he's basically a combination defensive midfielder, attacking midfielder, so we'll have to see where he slots in in Crisis 4-4-2. Um, He does not have a price yet in the game, but I expect it to be somewhere in the 8-10 range. Um, For the Red Bulls, they have signed uh, Muhammad Keita and Fidel Escobar. Keita is a forward winger, Escobar is a defender. Uh, Keita's coming into the game at 8 million, Escobar in at 4.5. And I think the Keita signing might be particularly uh, important because recently the Red Bulls have been playing this sort of bizarre 3-3-1-3 formation with Daniel Royer, who went down injured this week, playing as one of the wingers in that attacking three-band. And so he was replaced this weekend by Alex Mule, um, but you can certainly consider uh, Keita slotting into that front three at some point. Um, so for this week, I'm looking mostly at uh, New York Red Bulls players. Uh, the big one being Kleshton, who's moved into that that one in that portion as the attacking midfielder and has really seen his scores uh, improve. And then I'm also looking at uh, the New York defense with, in particular, uh, Robles and Aaron Long.
0: Nice. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I have a little note about this game here, and I just have... Uh, Red Bulls have found their scoring form, and Orlando is struggling for anything. So (laughs) I think you summed that up pretty well right there. And nice tips on those new players for everyone coming in. Jason, Dallas versus Colorado. First and foremost, let me um, quickly go back to um,
2: New York versus Orlando. Uh, I agree 100% um, and I expect a heavy victory uh, for the Red Bulls against the tin pot of a club, Orlando. And hello to all my Orlando friends. Don't at me, bro. Now,
0: um, back to the FCD versus Colorado. I know, we, we've uh, been over this before. We, we, you weren't here, Jason. We've been over this. Yes, at him, bro. That's just more yeah, funny for us. Definitely
1: at him. And, and I think the real question for Orlando is whether Bendix should be benched for Josh Saunders. Uh, Derek and I were having a conversation for, with that with a number of Orlando fans who did realize my true feelings on Josh Saunders. He was great. <laughs> All
2: right. FCD versus Colorado. Um uh... Uh, that's pretty much the best I can do on that one. Uh, Dallas has a three wins and two losses, and Colorado, one win, two losses, and two draws. Um, I think this is going to be a very boring match. Maybe, maybe a 1-1, maybe one-zero. 1-0, but realistically, I think it's going to be very low-scoring and boring. Um, the only person that I would pick from this game, if I needed to, would be Acosta from Dallas just because I think he will be playing a full game. and He's extremely dynamic on the field. But other than that, I really don't see anybody who is worth your while, especially on the Dallas side until they can come back into some sort of a defensive form and or offensive form. Um, I think you steer clear.
0: Okay. Mike, new England versus Vancouver.
1: Well, we probably have to start with Lee win. Lee win at home is probably the best bet in the game right now. Uh his last few home numbers are 12, 7, 11 6, 10, 5, and 15 and 10. So I mean I, I don't I think that five is the worst number he's gotten all year. And, and that was with a, a ragtag crew if I remember right. So if with flea wins at home, you absolutely have to get him. And plus he's facing a Vancouver team that has to travel all the way across the country. I know Vancouver's put up some pretty good results the past few weeks, but that travel does a, a number to any teams, and I think n- the New England Revolution are, are going to have a successful week. So you definitely want Lee Win. I think he's must-have this week. Um, other options, I, I think you could look at. This is a good clean sheet potential for New England. Uh, I think Galamea, um is is a good choice. Farrell, um, you know, maybe go Cody Cropper, get the cheap keeper, and and, and put your money uh, up front. Um, Forwards, I, I don't know that I will go anywhere other than Kai Kamara. Kai Kamara has really kind of turned it on the past few weeks. Um, I, I guess kind of watch and make sure that he doesn't get traded since there was some discussion about that earlier um, earlier this month. But uh is kind of fallen off, so Kai Kamara is probably the better forward option if you want to go there. But um, the, the only one from Vancouver that I would really mention because Davies had some some injury issues is uh, Tony Shawnee. Uh, 7.3 and his last few games are 10, 2, 9, and 9. Since coming over for Columbus and getting into the playing time, I think he's really helped solidify Vancouver. Plus, he's been picking up um, some good bonus points and some some making some good numbers. So if you wanted to go the away team differential, we know New England isn't the best defense even at home. So um, that, that would be an option. But I'm, I'm thinking this is 2-0 uh, New England.
3: Okay, Kyle, Philadelphia versus Montreal. Yeah, so I've got this game as a 2-1 win for Philly. Um, so for the last uh, four of Philly's home games, they've won all four of them. And so Philly being at home and has done some pretty impressive offensive production during that time as well. So even though both Union and Montreal up and down, I really think this is going to be uh, Philadelphia's week, until, of course, because MLS gets me. Um, <laughs> The good news for Montreal is that Piotti is back. He scored an absolutely wicked curler this weekend. Um, and so that's a, the, for the Montreal looking at basically Piotti and Zamali as your offensive options. Um, for the Union, um, I think El Seno seems to have locked down the creative midfield spot, and so he's a really interesting pick at a cheap uh, attacking midfielder. And then guys like Sapong, who you mentioned earlier, the whole offense runs through, mm-hmm. um, and had a great double game week a couple of weeks ago. I think is a good option. And then finally, there's a couple of really cheap uh, defenders with Elliot and Winaldum, and and uh, I don't have Montreal. I think I have Montreal as the uh, third highest scoring offense this week. So Philadelphia's defense should have a good shot for a clean sheet.
2: I think you can't overlook uh, Medujanin as well. He's been one of the best performers at his price. I mean, an eight, a five, and a nine, tying up an assist, a defending bonus, and three attacking bonuses, and he's on all corner kicks. So that's great service in the Sapong too. I think that at 8.7, he, he's a must-have this week. Yeah, definitely.
1: Right.
2: Um, yeah, well, we got a uh, – yeah, Houston um, – I think Houston will uh, come out of this um, 2 to 1. They have had two wins, one loss, and three draws. And San Jose has had three wins and two losses. Um, We all know Houston is one of the best home teams. And um, San Jose is probably one of the most inconsistent teams this year. I think that Houston puts it together this week uh, and does win. Uh, like I said, two to one. Um, I think that the only, the, the only player you'd want from this would be uh, Torres, but even then I'm not going to get him. Uh, I do think um, any Houston attacker does take a hit with Alex um, being out. Um, this may give way to uh, the new transfer for Houston. Um, I forget his name. But I believe I believe he's a winger anyway. But he may be able to play that creative role. Uh, is it you Luca talk about
1: Martinez for Houston?
2: Yes, Martinez. Thomas yes. Martinez. Yeah. Uh, 9.0, So maybe that that would be one to keep your uh, you know keep an eye on. Um, but I I really don't like this matchup either. I think that there are better ways to
0: invest in uh in players this week. So before you could talk about your game, Mike, uh, San Jose and Sporting Kansas City both playing in that Open Cup game. We've talked about them both now. They're both playing away this round. Do you guys think the Open Cup will have a lot of impact on making these wins that you guys have both predicted uh, a reality? Talk to our friend Andrew Crawlard before the show started, and he mentioned that uh, so far kind of the stats that he's been running has shown that every team that's had a double game week tends to do – horror in its second game and this is essentially a double game week for these two teams with the open cup i,
1: th- I think it's definitely going to have a problem uh, or an impact especially for san jose who has to you know go to sporting kansas city and then to houston uh, that that's a lot of travel when you have essentially two away games and unlike some other double game weeks you're not gonna see rotation. You know, you're at the semifinals for a cup. So I think both teams are gonna bring it and, and play hard. You could also possibly have a you know, a hundred and twenty minute game if if it needs to go to that point and, and then to penalties. So I think there's certainly a big impact on both teams who then have to go on the road to Houston, who's been one of the best home teams, and then sporting Kansas City who has to go to Seattle. We know about their environment and the turf and all the problems that playing at Century Link Field presents. So I think you have a really great option for both Houston and Seattle to to smack around the, these two tired teams.
0: If they do go 120, Jason, Kyle, do you think that those score lines you predicted could be higher? Absolutely. Yeah, I, w- I would say so. Well, good. So that's a an incentive for everyone to watch the U.S. Open Cup, Mike. The last game of the regular round, twenty three, L.A. versus your New York City.
1: Well, we know that. LA struggled They you know Siggy Smith came in the first game against Seattle and brought a much more defensive and he got the clean sheet and the nil-nil draw at home um but he'll be missing uh, Van Dam this game. He probably should have Jonathan Dos Santos fully into the lineup. I don't know if he'll start or not. And New York City will be missing Maxi Morales. So there are a few absences that could throw this game for a wrinkle, but LA's been so bad at home, and New York City's been one of the best teams on the road. Even though this is a cross-country match, maybe I'm looking at this at sky sky blue glasses, but I think New York City can win this one uh, 2-1. Um, I don't know that I would go with any of the options fa- fantasy-wise from this game, but uh, you know, obviously at this point, David V is pretty much a consideration. I don't think the away trip is enough to dissuade you from him at this point uh, with the way LA is and without um, Van Dam to to really kind of cause him any kind of problems. So. Uh, I think this could maybe be a higher scoring match, but I, I don't feel confident enough in, in that with the Alessandrini possibly out um, and with L.A. kind of trying to shuffle it back to, you know, Siggy Smith being more defensively oriented to try to get that problem solved. So I think generally this is a fantasy pass, but, um, you know, David Villa, maybe Dos Santos, um, Giovanni Dos Santos anyway, until we see kind of more of what Jonathan Dos Santos' role is going to be.
0: Fancy pass, but one to watch. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for those breakdowns. Now moving on to player picks. Jason, keepers. I'm going with
2: Fry on this one. I think that that will actually have the best shot at, the, at a clean sheet this week. So uh, I think he, he's a premium keeper, 6.6, but I think he will deliver the goods. Kyle?
3: I am leaning Alex Robles right now. I think that, that Orlando just can't get it together, and uh, New York's been hot.
0: Mike?
1: I have a bono for tfc but i'm also kind of following fc dallas to see if gonzalez uh can work his way back into the starting lineup because no one's really sure why he was benched this week for sites
3: okay
0: defenders
3: kyle for defenders right now i have aaron long from new york red bulls joven jones from seattle and uh, elliot from philadelphia all solid choices mike
1: I'm probably going to change this because I think these guys have convinced me I need some Seattle defenders. But uh, right now I have Grana, Delamea, and Zavaleta.
0: So Jones would be a, a fourth one, maybe.
1: Probably swapping him out for one of those three, but I haven't decided which three. Probably De La Mea with the price, but I'll have to play with it.
0: Okay, that's fair. That's fair, Jason.
2: I have Lear, Dom, and Jones from Seattle, and uh, Elliot as well in there.
0: Okay. And midfielders, Mike.
1: Uh, right now, I'm just running four. I have uh, Ladero, Lewin, Vazquez, and I have a tentative spot saved for Tomas Martinez in the Houston Dynamo. I'm, I'm kind of watching to see if he plays.
0: Uh, you've been talking about him a lot. Jason.
2: I have um, the stash, uh, MV Lee. Ladero, and Medunjanin.
3: And Kyle. I can't believe I'm going to pick an RSL player, and Jason's not, but I've (laughs) got uh, Rusnak, Wynn, Kleshton, and Ilsteenho right now.
2: I love it, but hey, uh, take a look at Rusnak's away points. They're significantly lower than when he's at home. Even though it's DC, just uh, take a look at that before you... Get too invested in those beautiful eyes and lovely smiles.
0: Forwards, Jason.
2: Uh, I have CJ Sapong, BWP, and uh, God help me, Giovinco.
3: Nope, nope, nope. Um, Kyle? I've got Sapong, BWP, and David Via forever and ever.
0: Sounds like someone with some more sense. Uh, Mike? Go to hell, Reed. (laughs)
1: <laughs> have Sapong Dempsey and, and say it with me. Reed, Giovinko.
0: It just doesn't. It just doesn't work. It does. Watch Giovinco score five. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. And then he'll get like a negative twenty the next round. So I mean, that's exactly it's, 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 no sticking with it this time. Captains, Kyle. I'm
1: going with Clefton. Mike. Um, I believe I have it on Lee Win.
0: And Jason. The stash. And now everyone's favorite part of the show, which luckily for you all, I'm not tracking your accuracy at this point. Uh, Clean sheet predictions. Mike.
1: Uh, I have Toronto and Dallas. I mean, I I think there are some good clean sheet options this week, but um, I think those are my top two.
0: It's the one thing you got right about last round.
1: I know. I, I said that there was not many clean sheet options, and that was the only thing I had right. I just couldn't get any of the scores.
0: <laughs>
2: Jason? Uh, I think that Seattle has the best bet, and um, with Philly getting Blake back, which he should be back this week, um, I think that Philly actually have a very good shot at uh, keeping a clean sheet. And 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 depending on, um, obviously, uh, U.S. Open Cup, um, I think you watch... How, how many minutes San Jose plays, because if that's the case, Houston could uh, also be a very good shot at keeping a clean sheet. Mm, okay.
0: Kyle?
3: The uh, expected goals numbers this week have FC Dallas, Seattle Sounders, and the Red Bulls as your top three options for uh, clean sheet hunting.
0: I like it. A stats focus. Thank you so much, guys, for all those breakdowns and tips and and guesses, maybe with clean sheets. So I hope that helps everyone uh, with their planning. Remember, games do start on the twelfth. Probably should have mentioned that earlier. So we have an entire week to plan things out. So think about it. Lots of lots of time. Lots of time. Speaking of time, my favorite time, community time. The R slash Fantasy MLS top scorer for that league this round was Tice Heldenbrand, manager of. FC Rockbeer, 1901, with 116 points. Great score. 124 was the highest. You figured things out. We did not, and uh, we applaud you. We applaud you. Very good. Very good score. Uh, Moving on to the Patreon head-to-head league. Uh, That is one of the special perks our Patreon donors get. RJ Gage is increasing his lead. has had it for the past several rounds now. He's number one with a record of 15-3-3. Three three. I also think he has the most draws of anybody in the league. Uh, Alex Bruni has held on to his number two spot with a record of 14-1-6. And, and then Mark Prince Metal has jumped back up into third place with a record of 13-1-7. Things get a little bit more interesting when we go to my absolute favorite league, the MLS Fantasy Insider Hosts head-to-head league. Uh, Blaine has jumped to the top of that league. Uh, congratulations, man. He could not be with us tonight because he is uh, with his daughter, Little Lily. So, but I'm going to give you your props, man. He uh, has a record of 15-0-7, and uh, he's doing very well. Uh, Andrew Crawlert is in second place now, and he's just inched out over me. We both have a record of 14-1-7, and he's beating me by about a little under 20 points. And Fantasy Football First fell from first to fourth. Actually, Fantasy Football 24-7, I'm sorry, not not uh, Football First. That's Ivan. Uh, fantasy Football 24-7 has fallen to fourth place uh, after a loss this round. So very tight. Let's go over everything. Uh, Mike, you lost to the Cat team. I'm so sorry.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I would have lost to pretty much anyone except maybe Tim or, or Weeby this Andrew, week. So, maybe. yeah, that it, it was – it was going to be anyone. Of course, it was the freaking cat team. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. Speaking of Tim, Mr. Guy Sanchez took on Tim Shaw from Soccer Captains, 89-58. to 58. That's a, a bad loss to Mr. Tim there. Uh, Andrew Crawlard beat Ivan from Fantasy Football first, narrowly, 76-74. to 74. Fantasy Football 24-7 lost to Phil Luchford. Phil is getting things done, 79-96. to 96. That was the highest score in our league so everyone everyone struggled uh jason you lost to blaine yeah it's pretty easy when um
2: blaine sees my lineups and he doesn't say a word until after uh kickoff so uh i chalked that up to um he saw my lineups so he (laughs)
0: diversified um yeah whatever it's cool well, we'll let him answer for that next round with you. So, uh, but yeah, you you did not get that out there 76-83. Andrew Wiebe took on me. Thank goodness, that was my Taco week. Uh, I beat him 62 to 46, so with my pitiful score. Uh, and then uh, Travis just lost to Ben Bear from MLS soccer 72 to 78. So, yeah, a lot of low scores even in our league. This was a definitely a rough round. Uh, next week, I am taking on Jason. Oh, snap. This is going to be crazy. Suck it, Reed. Uh, I know. There we go. Uh, Blaine is taking on Fantasy Football 24-7. Phil is taking on Andrew Crawlard. Ivan from Fantasy Football First is taking on Mr. Guy Sanchez. Tim Shaw is taking on Michael Denton. Uh, Simon is taking on Travis. Oh, yeah. And uh, Ben from MLS Soccer is taking on Andrew Weeby. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's head-to-head. Maybe you can see if they get him to do something this week, Mike.
1: I'll try. Uh, I'll probably <laughs> fail, though.
0: <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's all good fun. Uh, Kyle, you're not in our league with us, so you can't join in on that fun. Are there any fun head-to-heads or other general leagues that you're in that you want to talk about?
3: Uh, not particularly. I've, I mostly focus on the, getting the overall score.
0: I'm going to have to get you involved in these head-to-heads. That's where a lot of the fun's at. Okay, guys, wrapping things up, uh, are there any plugs that you want to have? Um, Kyle? Uh,
3: just thought I hoped everyone's been enjoying the XG articles this uh, this year, and uh, I always welcome feedback, so hit me up either on Twitter at atmacles42 or comment um, on Reddit boards when I post the link.
0: Jason?
2: Um. Yeah, sorry about the uh, punt articles, guys. I've been slammed at work. Uh, I was telling the guys before the show it's been 10 to 12 hour work days for me, and come home and spend about an hour with baby boy. So, haven't really had much time to dive into punts and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, give me a follow on Twitter uh, at JMLSFI, and then um, I will be getting an article out here on uh, MLS probably next week. It should drop, I think, on Wednesday. Um, so, yeah, keep an eye out for it.
1: Mike. Oh, just the usual, at MLS Injury News, um, tweet me with any injuries or anything that you see. Um, one of the big topics that we'll have this week is finding out when a lot of these new players are available and potential starters for the team. So if you see that kind of information, uh, make sure you ha- uh, you tweet it at me because that's something we all need to know because they can dis- display some people, you know, um, change lineups, all that sort of thing. So uh, definitely let me know at MLS Injury News. I appreciate all the help and support that you all give.
0: And, of course, for me, one uh, special plug is the r slash fantasy MLS subreddit has its Fantasy Premier League uh, information now posted. So if you're still looking for some Fantasy Premier Leagues, which start, I believe, this weekend, uh, head over there and get that league code if you're interested in doing something with MLS Fantasy Boss. Uh, I don't usually run a Premier League with that one since we don't provide any content for it, but I'm sure some of the guys in the (laughs) live chat uh, would be able to uh, direct you to someplace, or they may have a league that they've started on their own. Lots of great players involved there. Um, otherwise, please check out all the articles like what Kyle provides and sometimes Jason provides over at MLSFantasyBoss.com. Uh, XGs, predictions, charts, lo- lots of interesting things to help you make the best predictions and team selections that you can each round. Also head over to MLS. Uh, fantasysoccer.com for the articles that I write each week with player picks. And this week for everyone who's asked about the switcheroo and more uh, just explanation, I've got an article up there, just revisiting how to do the switcheroo with round 23 as the example. And of course, please head over to r slash fantasy MLS and post your teams, get information, get feedback, post lineups, lots of great conversation and back and forth happens there. It's a great resource and a great community to be involved in. And with that being said, good luck.